0: Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey, guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off, too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Okay, guys, you know how much I love selling Sunset. I had to get Davina on... Thank you so much for having me. I I have a lot to ask, so I'm just going to get started. Um, and we worry. have a lot of Facebook questions as well, so I'm going to name Ooh. people, starting with Haley Fanning, who said, Christine said on a podcast that Davina's first language is actually German. That's true. That's correct. Yeah. I'd like to know more about, I mean, we really don't know anything about your background, so can you, <laughs> can you tell more about that? Yes. Of course. So I am born and raised in Hamburg, Germany, which is northern
1: Germany. And my dad's German and my mom is half German and half Native American. And my mom, you know, always felt sort of connected to her Native American roots and her dad. And she always kind of dreamed about being able to you know, live in the U.S. Or, or speak really good English, and they speak English okay, but, you know, definitely okay. German is the main language, and so um, they, you know, I was lucky enough to, to go to a private school that was English-speaking, and it's called International School, so it's a chain across the U.S., and
0: okay,
1: um, you graduate with an IB diploma, so you can go to college in different countries. It's accepted in different countries, so that's really fortunate and cool, you know? Totally. So, um we traveled a lot as well, so I've been all over South America and North America and India and Brazil and uh, all over the Middle East and all over Europe, so I've, I've been very lucky and fortunate, yeah. And so um, and so I speak English because I went to this English-speaking school. Most of the teachers were from England or Australia, somewhere from the U.S., but you pick up this accent that's a little, um, you know, unique, I, I would say. I hear it. Yeah, right? I think so
0: too. How often? I mean, are you speaking German?
1: Oh, every day. I talk to my parents every day, so I check in with them usually at night, you know, because it's nine hours ahead, and then sometimes it's in, during the day. But then it's hard for me because I'm doing stuff, and so I'll just be like, "Hey, everything good? Okay, bye." You know. So, so um, and I'm an I'm an only child, so I'm used to just having to kind of fend for myself. People think you're so spoiled as an only child, but I think like actually. No, I mean, in in a way, you are because you get all the attention and love from your parents, but right. uh, you know, all the expectation is on you. So, well, then, how did you get to l a? So when we were applying to colleges, um you know, my our college counselor was strongly recommending to apply at like ten schools, like two of your dream schools
0: and everything in between the target schools. yeah, all yeah, right.
1: Stuff. So I uh, didn't really want to be in the cold. I was just really over the cold, and mm-hmm. So I applied at Georgetown and at, um, I think, Boston College. And I got in there. I got on the wait list at Georgetown, I think. And I'm actually glad I didn't get in there because it was, the I think, the top school that I applied at. And I didn't want to be in the cold. So I was just like, I need somewhere warm because it's like all day, every day, right. you know, it's freezing. So I... Uh, applied at Pepperdine in Malibu, and I liked that it was a really small school, and it's a private campus. So, you know, I felt safe because if you're moving from another country and you have no no one here, then it feels safe. Yeah. And I also wanted to be an advertising uh, major, and not that many schools offered it. It was like ma- marketing and art or something. Right. So exactly.
0: I uh, I went to Pepperdine, and I loved it. And you stayed. Yeah. And then I stayed. Yeah. Exactly. And then so you get your degree in advertising, and then how did you get from there? To real estate. Um, So
1: I I actually, before I left Germany, I was approached on the
0: street to do like a Miss
1: Germany type or like a Miss Hamburg type thing. And so I did that and then uh, went to a Miss Germany competition that was televised and I placed third and... So modeling agencies approached me, and I had no idea how, anything about that. And I was like, oh, my school's pretty academic. Like, I'm going to go ahead and go to college, but right. thank you so much. And But I opened my eyes to modeling. And so then I got a little into modeling and would do that in the summers while I was at college. And um, so initially I wanted to be an art director, and so I was writing for Flaunt magazine and Angelino magazine. Cool. And I was still doing modeling. And then uh, I did that for a while, and then I didn't want to travel anymore. I thought I'm gonna stay in LA and did a little modeling thing in LA. Right. But then I was like, well, you know, I'm really interested in buying a house. And if I buy a house, how does it work? Like, I don't even have the slightest clue. Of how I wouldn't this works. either. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I want to know how um, the whole process works and how how you find a good agent and like just learn about it for myself. So then I got my real estate license, and then the rest is history. And how did you end up at the O Group? I did a transaction with Brett at a project in Beverly Hills. Um, I was representing the seller and he had these high profile buyers and we were negotiating for a while and then we were in escrow for a while and fixing small issues and so we became friends through the process. And that's how I met Brett. And then one day Jason came by and I was like, oh, hey. And he just looked at me with a stone face. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, he's in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. And then he comes in and he's like, oh, you think I'm I'm
0: Brett? No, I'm actually Jason. And I was like,
1: oh,
0: I was like, oh, I didn't even. I mean, they look ig- like, I know, obviously they're identical <laughs> twins, but like, I've never seen more identical twins than Brett and Jason in my life, I don't think.
1: You know what Brett told me? He said that when um, I think they were 18 or 19, their mom gifted them um, like a trip to
0: a twin convention. And they won mostly to like twins. I, w- I totally believe that. I mean, I could not remotely tell them apart. Totally. Thank right? you for that tidbit. I needed that. <laughs> but the cool thing about you, and it's it's talked about on, on the show, is that you already have your broker's license, which is mm-hmm. apparently very difficult. W- when did you get that? And... How difficult was that? Thanks for asking. So I got it
1: in May of last year. It's it was incredibly difficult. I was working full time and trying to study at night, and I was it was just such a struggle. And I was like, okay, I never want to take this again. So I really have to give it a hundred percent, yeah, and obsess about memorizing these answers. And it's also the language in there is really tricky. It's a like memory, but also. If you're not in like a full command of English language, it's going to be hard, you know? So I keep telling Maya, I'm like, you really have to make these flip cards because she's uh, studying for it right now. And I told her, write it out. So you memorize it more by writing it out, but also like offeror, trustee, trustor, like you have to know which one's the buyer, the seller. And so... It's,
0: yeah, it's annoying, but you can do it if you want, you know, so. <laughs> I just signed a lease and I'm like, guarantor, under tenant, over tenant? Like, you're like, mm-hmm. what is all this crap? <laughs> all I know is you're taking all my money. Yeah. Okay, so so you're part of the O group. I've, I've heard the story of how, I don't even know, what's Adam, did, he was the producer or whatever of The Hills, approaches you guys and is like, you're great i want to make a show
1: yeah so i i heard that um i guess he was looking through a magazine i think Hollywood reporter variety one of those and he saw a big ad that Jason had placed because Jason was actually in the top whatever agents in LA of course and so he placed an ad and you know we have a great picture of the team uh, and, yeah. and I think Adam I heard that Jason told me that Adam saw the picture of the team and was like wow these are such good looking realtors and where is this office and then he drove by and he was like wow Sunset Plaza this is a dream you know and then he um approached them and said, Hey, you know, I'm the producer of the, the creator of the hill. And yeah, I'd love to, you know, he conceptualized the whole thing. And so he said, I'd love to, you know, do a show with you guys. And they were like, no, 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 we don't want to do this. And mm-hmm. I guess they were very persistent. And then they did a pilot shopped it around Netflix picked it up. And that's how Here it we are. And now yeah. it's just
0: absolutely exploded. Were you part of the original cast? No, I was definitely not part of the original cast. I was wondering about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: and uh, thanks for asking as well. And a lot of people, once they learn the story, then they're like, "Oh, that makes sense," because they're like, "Oh, you know, you're not in season one." I'm like, "Yeah, there's there's lots of details that you don't know about." So, well, naturally, um, so I guess they were locked in for about two years, and they were finalizing. You know, it was a lot of back and forth, and a lot of people say they're doing pilots, and then it doesn't happen, Uh and all. I mean, I, I have countless friends that, you know, some it worked out, some it didn't. And so they had a pilot, they were shopping around. It took a while to even get that going. And I guess they had the main girls, which was um, Christine, Heather, Maya, uh, Mary, and Chriselle was added at, at the end once they already, I think, had green light to move forward. Mm. the main girls just Amanda and I were not in there and um and I think Rochelle was a last minute add-on as well Mm. so you know Brett had mentioned to me oh we're gonna have a show and I was like yeah yeah a lot of people say that stuff I'm like good luck you know and he was like no no for sure for sure I was like okay and so one day I was walking around because I live about a minute from the office so I was walking around on Sunset yeah, and I, I ran into Jason and Brett, and they're like, oh, come have lunch with us. And I was like, okay, and then we're chatting, and, and Jason's like, oh, so you have this new development background, which is like condo high-rise sales. And I said, yeah, I worked at all the big projects in LA, and he was like, well, I really want to get into that. Do you, would you want to join us to expand on that, maybe? And then we're the brokers, and we make a lot more money than just getting the small commissions when you're working for them. So I was like, well, that would be a great move for me personally, and kind of inspirational. And then he said well we have the show as well. Um you know I mean who knows maybe you can join the show and I was like oh okay yeah like we could d- we we'll talk about that but it wasn't like a focus you know. And so I decided to go for it and I joined them a month before filming started. Mm. And then Brett was like you know you should really meet with the producers like seriously you should meet with them. I was like I mean sure I'll meet with them you know. But I wasn't like so fixated on it and then I met Adam and Skylar and uh, and they were like, oh, you're great, you're outspoken, and you're really big in real estate, and you're brunette, and, you know, very natural. Yeah, yeah so, you know, because, I mean... No I, one I, else
0: I, is on the show. Yeah, yeah,
1: so I definitely, like, am noticeable, right? So yeah so they were like oh it's great and uh and so they they said yeah we'd love ha- to have you join um but at that point none of us really understood the format of the show and especially not having been part since the beginning of the two years i didn't really understand what they were focusing on like right. i was like this is transactional right like it's a real estate show like million dollar listing not at all yeah it's very different totally. so i didn't know that right so uh i was really just trying to focus on the job part. Plus I was working full time. And also we find out later that Netflix, I guess in the moment decided that they didn't really want to show condos, even if they're luxury condos, they really want to focus on the mansion. Yeah. Which totally I understand, but we didn't know. So all of my real estate scenes in season one didn't make the cut.
0: Yeah. Cause you were really barely a part of it minus the whole Romaine and Mary Money thing.
1: Exactly. So it was disappointing because then all you see is like some drama and that's it. So there's really no character development. There's not even an intro, a proper intro. No. Um I know, I know. And but that like that's not my fault. You know, that's not something I can control. But it was it was disappointing for sure. And then um and then I asked, I was like, what happened? We had all these amazing condo scenes with amazing views and drone shots. And I was like, what happened with all that? And they were like, Netflix wasn't
0: into the condo. So I
1: like, good to know.
0: Well, and there's definitely, there were even questions on my Facebook of like, you say that Chriselle doesn't let anyone know her or that she never talks about her life, but we don't know anything about your life. And I'm like, well, to play devil's advocate, it's not to say she hasn't filmed scenes about her life, and talked about herself, and it's just never shown. I mean, there's always, there's only so much you can fit.
1: That's the thing, right? And so, I mean, I was talking to a group of fans last night on a video zoom call, and I was telling them, that, you know, all of us have backstories, and all of us have gone through such difficult things. And um, for example, I had spine surgery, and you know, that fusion in my neck, in my in my neck here, and that was a huge surgery. It was so scary. I was terrified. And, yeah. um. Lots of other things. And the other girls have all stories, too. And just because you don't hear, they're not focusing on Heather or Maya or, you know, Christine's background doesn't mean they haven't gone through stuff. And so, um, you know, the other thing, too, is when we talk about Chrishell not being open or sharing, it's more like on a personal level for us. It's not necessarily on the show. I feel like we're pretty connected amongst the group. And Krishal is always very polite. She's very professional. We have no animosity toward each other. We're very friendly, but she's not open as far as her personal life. And we're not talking about her relationship. I'm just talking about anything, you know, so adding anything
0: to the conversation.
1: Yeah. Like if we go to lunch or something, I'm happy to tell her about my life. And even if it's not on camera and share and relate to each other, but she's, she's not as open, And you know, she has her reasons for that too. And I totally respect that, but then it becomes harder to relate as you're seeing with me. Right.
0: So, of course Mm -hmm. I I am, I do wonder, you know, you had this career before the show, if you can give any insight into how your career has changed since the show started or like how the office has changed. Does it feel the same as it used to before you were a television real estate agent?
1: So those are two different questions. I mean, so, my career before was like pretty hardcore. It was like very like corporate, right? Like, yeah. so the developers are all price per square foot based. You know, they have a sales and marketing budget. They want to know what conversion numbers and traffic numbers are getting in. Like, okay, you got 50 leads this week. How many did you convert it to a purchase? Then they calculate. I mean, there's like, it's a serious job. So I'm used to having to answer tough questions. And, um, and so that was, it's uh, all in commitment. So, Leaving that job and joining the O group to be a more traditional agent, that was a change in itself. Right. Um, And then Jason, you know, has his way of running his his office and it's a one big office, which is also kind of weird because you have no privacy in phone calls.
0: Oh my God. I would hate that. Also, side note, I've noticed that, like that you can't even take a call with someone without everyone hearing it. I would hate that. Like a doctor might call you and be like, Oh yeah, your blood test is good. You know, and it's
1: congrats. Yeah. Like I have two minutes to myself. So then you have to walk outside, but then everyone knows you're on a personal call for a second. You know, my friend just got like with pretty severe cancer. And so like, she's updating you know every other day and so like if she were to call me I would take her call you know what I mean but if of I'm course. in the office I don't want everyone to hear So I'm just like ugh, it's just awkward so right. that's a learning curve but um it's Jason's domain it's his world so I don't ju- I just don't understand that why that would be someone's desire I also I mean to be fair to Jason I don't think he expected the office to be as big as it is now you know so True. To maybe that's another thing and that's another reason why some of us choose to aside from the pandemic and the obvious but some of us work from home more because there's just more privacy right yeah and as far as the team um yeah dynamics have definitely shifted I think um when You know, sometimes you don't know what someone's going to say on camera and they don't even know what they would say. And you think you know what they would say or that they would have your back or wouldn't have your back. Mm -hmm. And it can go both ways. And you're kind of surprised when you see this stuff back. You're like, wow, okay, I had no idea. Like, so like when Mary and Christine had an argument about me and Christine's defending me at her listing and Mary was saying whatever she was saying about me, I was pretty taken back. Like, wow, that's that's interesting. So good to know. And, you know, we never really had any beef, but she caught me a liar and whatnot. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So um, that shifts things because you're like, oh, okay. You know? It's not
0: just about work anymore. It's about keeping up with the drama and how everyone's feeling about this and you and that.
1: Yeah. And so um, it takes a lot of courage to speak up on camera. And so I, I totally appreciate that. But... Um, you know, some people will defend you too. And so you're like, okay, that's cool, you know, but it it definitely, I guess it reveals more of the true colors, maybe. And then it, and then also, like, I'm not a fake person. So I feel like, okay, if that's how you feel about me, like, we don't need to fight or anything. But then I'm not going to be like overly nice to you, because I know how you really feel about me. So let's not pretend to like each other, you know, like, cool. And I think some of the other girls do feel the same way. So it kind of is like, all right, well, then let's just keep it real. And, You know you're in your world i'm in mine
0: but um so it does affect it a little bit and the blur the lines blur (laughs) here's what's funny and it was already a conversation and then chrissy Teigen, i think recently tweeted that none of her people have ever worked with any of you are you even real real estate agents all three people that i have spoken to for my podcast have all said i'm a real estate agent what is y'all's response to that kind of chatter? I mean, I can only speak for myself. Right. And I,
1: you know, I'm definitely legit in real estate. Uh, everybody knows that. And if you look at my LinkedIn or you talk to some of the agents, um, you know, my specialty and background is new development, condo sales, luxury condos. Like I sold the Ritz Carlton, the W, your projects in Beverly Hills on the Worcester Quarter. Uh, I know a lot of agents because they they come there and they have clients and if you're not a condo buyer, maybe you don't know me. That's fair. But I've definitely dealt with super high-end profile, high-profile people. I can't disclose their names, but um, celebrities, very, very high-profile people. And um, I don't feel like I need to defend myself because I know who I am and the agents know who I am. Now, these girls have to like, you know, talk for themselves. Um, And certainly they're all busy in real estate. Maybe some of them have not been in it as long as I have. And maybe they're focusing on other things. So I don't know. You know, I asked Jason the other day, who is Chrissy's um, agent? And I don't know if I should share his name, but I've never heard of the guy. So that doesn't mean that. Yeah, but that's okay. That doesn't mean that he's not a good agent do you know what I mean like there's probably a lot of you out there that's exactly right there's many many real estate agents Mm -hmm. and just because their agent is not a huge name doesn't mean he's not good I would never say that I've never met the guy how could I say that about him and then Jason said oh I think he's a um, he was previously a talent agent Hmm. so maybe he met Chrissy and John through the entertainment business and then now he got his real estate license I don't know but obviously he has a great relationship with them and he's treating them well otherwise they wouldn't work with him so I don't judge the guy at all I think it's awesome and just because he hasn't heard of me doesn't really mean anything to me
0: bam boom okay well here's a question I I like from Morgan Campbell who said I noticed she doesn't promote the show on Instagram the way the other girls do why is that
1: um (laughs) it's a good question and and very observant yeah Uh, it's not that I don't promote the show I certainly use a hashtag and um, I repost stories and I post the group shots and things like that first of all I'm not on the poster and I I kind of feel neutral about that Um, so if I'm not on the poster I'm not going to post the picture other people right so that kind of is a, a like an obvious thing but Um, the other thing too, is without going into too much detail, the show does not define who I am. And I don't think the show defines who any of us are on there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you see a few minutes of each person on there. So how could it possibly define who they are? So for that reason, I'm not going to promote, uh, over the top, you know, but I absolutely support it. I use the hashtags and I post group pictures and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Majority of the questions were, of course, about this $75 million house. Naturally, I'm sure you've talked about this a million times. Yeah. What's, what's the, uh, I just blanked. What's the guy's name who? Adam. Yes. Okay. Let's just start with him personally. At least what they show of y'all's interactions. You seem like nervous around you. Like, is he intimidating Like, what's his vibe?
1: (laughs) So I've known him for, like, five years, and he's actually super sweet. He's the nicest man. Okay. And he's extremely hospitable. And I think his staff created a buffet for our crew of 30 people or so. Wow, that's nice. And he's the nicest guy, and he's nothing but um, cooperative and and sweet, and he's very warm. So that being said – what you see in the scene is real and what happened was real. But w- when you see me laughing and looking nervous,
0: it's actually like, are you effing kidding me that you're acting like this right now? Oh, so you think he was like playing it up for the cameras? Okay. Really?
1: We're going to do this? We're going to do this? So I'm laughing kind of at him and his assistant who was sitting there like, are you guys seriously going to drop this on me because this is not you, you know? So I'm laughing, but you know, I understand what he's doing and he did not break at all. He was just looking at me like,
0: so he doesn't mind any of this attention whatsoever, even if he looks like the scary guy, he loves it. Yeah.
1: And he's, he can certainly like, I don't want to say he's acting cause he certainly can be scary of course, but he has never been scary to me. And Christine was intimidated before meeting him. And she's like, I don't know about this to And I'm like, no, he is awesome. And she's like, all right, I trust you. But she's like, I don't know about this. Guy. I'm like, trust me. And then she was like, Oh my God, he's the sweetest. I'm like, I know. So we just don't see that at all. No. And so he, you know, he even feels bad because he was traveling South of France and then somebody, identified him and they messaged me and like a week ago and they were like, Oh my God, I ran into Adnan in Central P. Harbor and he's the nicest man. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and then they, they were like, and he said, you're the nicest. And I was like, Hmm. So I was like, yeah, no kidding. So, um, it, it's funny, but, um, I'm sure he can be scary, but he's been awesome to me. And, um, and so he was, I think kind of hamming it up a little bit.
0: I mean, at least the way it looks on the show it seems like he's incredibly adamant about this seventy-five dollar price, which I think seventy-five million dollars, okay, seventy-five dollars, <laughs> seventy-five million dollars, which I think you and and obviously the brothers would would maybe think is is overpriced. Definitely, yeah. Why do you think he's so set on that number, and what could it take for him to be like, okay, fine?
1: So, first of all, you know, it's pride and joy of his construction and he really did spend I think three or four years building this and they have all the most exclu- you know um exclusive materials from like Italy and Israel and God knows where they sourced all their stuff so um he's taking a lot of pride in his construction he also has a development company in construction so um it's pride but then it's also you know, he's from Turkey, and the culture is to negotiate, right? Mm-hmm. And in Germany, they're like more, this is the price, take it or leave it. But Turkish culture is a little more like negotiating. They want to feel right. like they're kind of like winning the argument, I think. And so, um, and any of the, to be fair, any of the high price range stuff, they never usually sell for the asking price. There's, I think there was a listing for 250 million that sold for like 150 million. So, We all know how this works. That's why I'm like, okay, yeah, you got to shoot for the stars, you know, and you want to get the most money. But he's not going to be like, okay, yeah, I want 50, and I I have no negotiating room because then he's got no room. So he's not going to tell me that because he wants me to fight as much as I can for him to get the highest price. But it's kind of like an unspoken thing that he realizes he's going to get an offer for less than. But it's just, you just don't want to insult him to his face. And I think he knows he's very experienced in real estate. He owns several, I think, eight, nine properties in the area. So um, I know he knows what's up. So I'm not really worried about educating him on it. You know, who is the buyer? The buyer uh, is most likely an international client, uh, possibly from the Middle East, uh, possibly from Asia. Maybe a tech executive, just really depends what their main goal is, privacy and location and compound life, like we say. Uh, it's not sold yet, right? It's not sold, but Maya actually has a interested party. Yeah, so we're in early negotiations right now. Um so we're trying to, you know, he threw out a number, and I think that's maybe doable. Um, I don't want to speak for Adnan. Of course, I'm required to submit all offers. Yeah. So we're trying to get something on paper and get it in front of him, and fingers crossed that would be life-changing for both of us, but we don't want to, you know, oh my who knows what's going to happen. But.
0: but, I mean, obviously, on the show, it made it look like you're, the only prop, work you were doing at the time was that $75 million house. Like, what's going on in the background
1: Oh, there's so many little deals, you know, million dollar condo, this and that. And a lot of people feel like, Oh, you only deal with these high ends. So I don't want to bother you with my, you know, small condo or a house or something. And we're like, no, we love all clients and everyone. And we appreciate everything and everyone's special. And it's much easier to sell a condo for a million dollars than one house for 75 million. If that may never sell. Right. So, so there's lots of stuff going on in the background and um, sometimes sometimes it takes a while to get something listed or to sell it, or um, it's not interesting enough to to make it to the show because there's right. other explosive drama. So um,
0: there yeah. was plenty of that this season. I before we get to every everything involving you and Kreshel and everything, let's I do want to talk about the other kind of subsequent storyline, which was the whole favoritism towards Mary thing mm-hmm. in the office. Is that something that you personally? feel on a regular basis
1: yeah i definitely see and feel that um, i've decided to not give that any energy and not let it bother me and that i think has really helped me a lot like i don't compare myself to mary or any of the other girls and i think it would help them to not do that either because really in the end what are we get we can't stop this from happening it's it's jason's office he can do whatever he wants and his relationship with mary is his relationship with her that has nothing to do with me And I totally respect Mary, I like her in fact, and um, she does work hard, but to be fair, the facts are the facts. If you're given a client, I mean that's the hardest part about real estate, right? And then you close that deal, then you're uh, a hard worker and then you get rewarded with another client. So then it's a self fulfilling prophecy. That's kind of how that works. Mm-hmm. But hey, more power to them. And you know, if Jason gave any of us any anything, we would all take it as well. So I'm not hating at all. I think it's awesome for her. But I
0: think she needs to own that as well. Can you explain how listings could be divvied up within the office? Like, meaning they're all going to Mary. Why is why are they not going to other people? Like, is everyone? have their own clients how does it work no i think jason just is like hey you know you got to figure it out
1: which is how traditional real estate is so that's why it's kind of like we can't complain about that he's doing an exception for mary um i see how how it could be how it could be divvied up would be even if you didn't want to hand out listings all the time like you know he could put two people on one listing just so they you know could share the money even or or um, get you know, like Heather and uh, Manza work together on one property, right? So like, he could do something like that once in a while. Throw
0: us a breadcrumb, throw us a bone, just anything. Come on, real, real estate bone. Why That's is right. he not taking everything? Because he's so busy and he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. exactly. And sometimes it's, uh, it's just too much work, and
1: or um, he has bigger clients to deal with, bigger Um fish to like fry. That yes give it to mary yeah and he doesn't i mean he yeah there's you know i don't know how that commission is split
0: up but um somehow oh my word well (laughs) okay That yeah but it does it annoy you guys that when because a lot of people did bring it up kind of this season and mary always kind of does the whole like who me? I worked so hard. Yeah. yeah. Like, how does that make you feel? I mean, I just think it, it, I know
1: it's a fact. So to me, it's like you're denying it. Like, we're not asking for you to hand in to us. It I mean, where I'm coming from is like, just admit it, just own it. And that's okay. Just say yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Like, I'm happy for her. Honestly, I'm not jealous, but just admit it. And it doesn't mean that you don't work hard or anything like that. But then she says, "Oh, these are such difficult clients that no one else in the office can deal with them." Oh, really? Oh, try me. Yeah, just give me a
0: shot. If I fail, then I fail. Let's see. Exactly. That's, okay. All right. Let's get to all the Christine, or not Christine. Well, I guess yeah, Christine. You, Chriselle, were probably the big uns. Morgan Weeks <laughs> said, "You seemed adamant." on the whole two sides to every story when the whole news came out. Can you acknowledge that Justin could have been nice to her and Christine and still blindside his wife with a divorce? Can't the two things be true?
1: hundred percent, absolutely acknowledge that. Anything is possible. So my position is completely neutral precisely because I have no information. And it's not my business to have information, but when you're pressed to have a take a stance then my stance is neutral you mean by production or i can't get into that but when you're i can't I but but when you're you know when you're asked to to have an opinion or share your opinion then or even by the other girls like we were that whole scene was two hours you talking about the final scene at the wedding yeah okay mm-hmm. and it was a conversation amongst maya mary heather Chriselle and myself okay it was not just a monologue of me talking.
0: So how did how did it work? Can you explain at least how it worked in real time? Like what brought that up? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get it you in trouble. Oh
1: uh, yeah, it can you elaborate a little bit? So it started with Mary asking Heather about her Us Weekly interview and why she mentioned Chriselle. Right. And that she was very upset about that. Heather was very nervous and kind of was like, Can you kind of Back me up here. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, yeah, because Heather's a sweetheart and she doesn't really mean to hurt anyone. And she was doing an interview about her and Tark moving in together, and she was caught off guard by a question, as reporters do, and um was asked about uh Chriselle and how she's doing. And so instead of saying I declined a comment, she she answered the question, but she answered it very
0: gracefully and very um, Politely. I mean, yeah. as someone who did reality TV-, TV before and did interviews, like they can ask you one question out of the 50 others and use that as the headline. And you're like, and it's a learning curve
1: that we're all on, you of know? Course, and yeah. Experiences we all are, and Heather is, she still was caught off guard. And Targ was on the call with her and he let her answer the question. But in the moment, she said that he realized, like, uh, too much. He shouldn't have even answered the question. Yeah. But she didn't say anything bad. So my heart goes out to her because we've all been in that very difficult position. And Maya was in that position as well. She was asked about Heather and Tarek in an interview that her and I did. And she fumbled and said, yeah, they just moved in together. And, she, and I was like, Maya, they're going to use that. And she's like, oh, my God, they're going to use that. And I was, And sure enough, they did. And so she didn't mean anything by it. No, that's,
0: you would think all of you ladies would kind of at least not get offended about something like that. Because at this point, it's been three seasons. You guys should know that that's, that's not really like the thing. We're not
1: perfect. You know, we, we try our best, but they catch us too. And then you're tired or you're thinking about something else. And then you, you mess up and, and, and But to be fair to Chriselle, she knew that and she was not mad at Heather. She didn't seem mad at all, no. She did, was not mad, but um, but Mary was upset about it. And she was kind of asking Heather about it. And, and then Heather got nervous and was like, can you help me? And I was like, sure. So I was defending her. And I was like, you know, she didn't mean that. And you guys know. And so that's how the conversation got started. And, and then it developed further into Maya and I talking about that we were actually offered pretty big interviews with large publications regarding Chriselle's divorce, and we actually declined those interviews. Out of respect to and we want nothing to do with commenting on her divorce because we, we don't know anything and we don't want to be involved, we feel sorry for her. So we said, no, we didn't do that, but that didn't make it into the final edit of the show. And so then Maya and I were saying, well, to be fair, you know, we had a, a previous scene where Christine, Maya, and I were talking about Chriselle's divorce, and I wanted to be as upfront and uh, honest as possible and not seem like I was, you know, we were talking behind anybody's back. So I said to Krishel in that moment, I was like, well, I did say there's two sides to every story because, you know, we were discussing what might have happened and we don't know anything. So we don't want to speculate. So I thought I was really taking a neutral stance, but I was defending my neutral stance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Maya was in the conversation, she goes, "Hey, I said the same things. There's two sides of every story. We don't know what happened. You know, it's very possible that he treated you badly. We don't know. Um, and w- we may very well be on your side, but we just don't want to get involved because we don't know, and we don't we, we don't want to get Justin against us either. We just don't want to be involved. And you know our heart goes out to her and she knows that. And so here we are discussing the topic, and that's how we got into it. And then it kind of snowballed from there. And
0: was it your intention? Because at least the way it was presented from the show was that, you know, not even that you were team Justin, but like definitely, you know, this whole thing of like, well, he was nice to me that one time. Like, was that what you meant when you said like, what did you mean in those moments? So I'm, I'm certainly,
1: again, being neutral does not mean that it does not mean that I'm Team Justin whatsoever. Yeah. And I don't know why people keep saying that because all I'm saying is to be fair and to hear more detail. And you know what? It really sucks for Chrishell that she had to go through this. It's absolutely heartbreaking to have her watched watching her having gone through this. However, she chose to share this piece of, her life with the show, right? So um, I don't talk about my relationship or personal life because I don't want to dissect it on a television show. Right. So that's my choice and that was her choice. I'm not judging, there's no right or wrong, but unfortunately now we have to talk about it, right? So um, I don't sympathize with him um, and, but I also have no information. Maybe he had a good reason, maybe he didn't, maybe she has a good reason, I don't know. Um, I'm just mm. saying, consider all facts before you take a position. And because Chriselle and I are not super close, we are not best friends look, we don't hate each other. There's no hate or animosity. But we are not super close, you know?
0: yeah,
1: So I don't have this strong, strong relationship where I feel like, I'm, she's my sister, no matter what. Like
0: I, I just don't you have mean, that religion. Meaning, Mary's kind of attitude of like, no matter what, what we think, we have to love exactly. her. Okay, exactly. Like I'm super close with Maya
1: and Christine. Okay, if they went through anything, like they're my very close friends, so I would feel super invested in their life. So when Maya was having the baby, we were talking at the hospital, and I was like, oh, my God, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Is there anything I can do? You know, we, we were very involved because we both feel each other's pain, and I feel the same with Christine. Um, so I don't have that relationship with Chrishell. That's not to say that I don't like her or anything like that, but we just don't have such a strong bond. So I'm not automatically going to take her side, and that does not mean that I defend Justin. I'm just saying consider all information. Fair answer. Right?
0: I mean – well, I guess I could so when I was on TV, I was the villain, which I guess you could say you played that role this yeah. season. For me it sucked. Social media was just freaking wild and rampant and my be- my mental health just was So, can we speak in general in terms of like where you're at in your mind right now? Have you do you scroll through the crap? Do you Does it bother you? Um, So, I mean, it's
1: certainly not a great feeling. 100% not. Um, And I think in season one, never having been on a reality show, I don't think anyone can ever prepare you for that. No. Um, And the wave, tidal wave of attention coming to you, good, bad, and ugly, everything in between. It bothered me a lot more in season one. Oh, okay. And Christine and I were we're just overwhelmed. And that's one of the reasons we're really bonded as well. We are both outspoken and we're very honest and Mm -hmm. whatnot, but we both were kind of in the same position. So we were like, wow, nobody in the world understands us right now, except each other. And it's difficult even for family to understand because they just can't relate, right? So they're like, oh, just don't look at it or whatever. So um, we took it a lot more personal. I think in season one, but now I feel much more removed from it. So, yeah, the hate sucks for sure, but um, as soon as I see one word, you're getting blocked and deleted. You are judging me based on no information. You've never met me and potentially um, information that's twisted. So, um, you really don't have any actual facts. So, how could I possibly take you serious or take this personal? One word I see in there that's negative, you're getting blocked and deleted. And I've actually blocked fans too. So, I'm like, sorry, guys. Like, I just, I can't. I I don't care. I don't even want to read the message. So that's what I do. Yeah, if I even see anything questionable, you're gone. And they don't deserve to see my pictures. They don't deserve to be in touch with my account. Bye. So um, I don't need that energy. So that's how it is. And um, I do a lot of meditation. I try to work out a lot to get my head, you know, in different, like, modes and get out of my phone. Uh, I have a good network of friends that know me. I mean, my friend the other day brought over sushi and we had dinner and I've I've known her for 15 years and she was like, none of this is real, you know? So, um, and we're so grateful and appreciative for the opportunity, but these people don't know us.
0: Ashley Brunner said, Chriselle follows Davina on Instagram, but not Christine. Can Davina provide insight into her relationship with Chriselle? Maybe presumably how you got past that night where she stormed out of the wedding, things like that. I mean, did that really affect y'all's friendship at all?
1: Not at all. No. And so that should tell you a lot right there. So um, we've never unfollowed each other or blocked each other. And I actually, we support each other and there's comments that are supportive. But um, she knows I'm a good person and she knows I didn't mean to hurt her feelings and truly offend her. Um, you did not see the entire conversation of what happened. So, um, and is very smart, you know, she understands how this works. So um, I, again, I I really have no animosity towards her. I think she's very professional and she's always polite and sweet to me. Um, I don't know her very well, but I don't have any problem with her. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just by default and who her friends are, who my friends are, just kind of is like, you know, I'm friends with Christine. I'm very good friends with Christine and that's her, you know, enemy, right? So um, I think From her perspective, it's gonna be hard for her to be really close to
0: me because of my friendship with
1: Christine. Mm. I just wish that people would realize that we are separate people and
0: we're not exactly the same person. I didn't realize it could be about your friendship with Christine, that might be a reason Yeah, definitely. And maybe
1: that's the reason we're not closer, it's possible. So I I totally respect that. I've reached out to Christelle many times and we talk over text, Um, it's it's all good and she knows that. It's all good, okay. It really is. And I had a supportive interview uh, at People about her and we talked about that and I gave her a heads up and um, she was very kind and she tweeted something in my defense as well, which I appreciated. Oh. Um, yeah, so she's actually cool. I just don't know her super well. And um, I don't know if one of the reasons is because of my friendship with Christine. That's just a guess. But we are separate people and um, we are we are definitely different, even though we're really good friends. So um but, uh, my loyalty does go to Christine and we had a, you know, a little argument at the office, Chriselle and I, that you saw. And yep. I said, well, you're going to defend your friends and I'm going to defend mine. That doesn't mean that we can't be friendly. Right. Yeah. And, um, I think she knows so that it's all fine. And, um, I, I feel for her. I hope she's doing better. Thanks for anyone that go
0: through. Totally. Breakup. Okay. So now I have some, some final general questions. Sarah Weeks said, Davina has talked about wanting to leave because she has her broker's license. When and why would she ever break off on her own?
1: I don't know if I would. It's a, something I'm considering.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it is a huge responsibility. Uh, there's a lot of liability with being the broker of record, um, You know, legal stuff. Uh, you have to find an office, do the website. It's just so much more stuff that you need to uh, focus on and put energy into. So in a way it'd be almost better to just stay because it's like, well, it's already all operational. Right. Right. But it is something I'm considering and um, we shall see. I don't know. I mean, one of the reasons would be to keep all the commission right and not have to split it.
0: I mean, hell yeah. That's the obvious. Well, yeah. Cause someone's just said, what's the advantage of staying? And it's probably because it's, there's probably fear involved with making such a massive investment. I mean, we—I
1: don't have a lot of time, so I'm doing the beauty stuff. I have a, a couple products that I love, and you know, trying to sell real estate. We're doing the show interviews back to back all day long. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where I would, you know, have time to get yeah. a website and open an LLC and find an office. Like, I—I don't even know. So, it is a consideration. I, I can't say what I'm going to do. I don't know yet. And it also depends on what kind of listings come up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So maybe some of the other girls would join the other consideration is joining Brett. So hell yeah. Yeah. I'm really good friends with Brett. He's awesome. He's really fun. And he's, um, a jokester and he's really, um, sweet too. So, um, not that Jason isn't, but he's, he's Brett's even more so that way. And, um, you know, he also said you want to join my brokerage. So that's something we've talked about also. So I don't know.
0: Are we going to see any of that in season, I'm assuming, four? Yeah, we don't know yet. I freaking hope so. That, yeah. Might be the battles of the brokers. Yeah, guys, by the way, there's this whole thing that one of the brothers broke off. So Okay, last, last thing is just some general questions about, like, your personal record if you will so um, Cassie Brannon said if you could estimate how many houses or in your case condos does she sell on average per year just really depends if I have a project or not um, I mean I have a lot of my transactions
1: listed on Zillow the other thing that uh I want to point out with new development sales is if you have a whole building that you're selling, for example, 200 units, they don't put every single one of the units on the multiple listing service because they're trying to manipulate prices. And if they can sell something for a high price, then they'll push the price internally and they don't publish the price. Once the price is published, you have to honor that price. That's why they're holding back. And they try to push as hard as they can. There's a lot of thought that goes into this. And so some of the sales are off. Records, so they're not on the mls so you don't see every single one of my transactions potentially on the multiple listing service because people are doing research um because the whole building is not listed so if you know a little bit about real estate or you're in the industry you would maybe be aware of that and know the agents know that but um that's something that um you have to think about so you could sell anywhere from three to four a month could be a hundred a year, but sometimes, uh, if you're not working on a project, you may only have three sales that year. Who knows?
0: Well, okay. So I'm going to scrap that question and go to, to this one because I'm just admittedly kind of dumb about what goes into your job. I mean, you're just mm-hmm. talking about numbers and manipulation and yeah. and I'm like, holy shit, you're so freaking smart. So I guess what's the, what are some misconceptions about real estate? agents?
1: I think that one of the misconceptions is that people feel like it's maybe easy to get into. It could be a great part-time job. Um, It's definitely not easy and it's definitely not a great part-time job. Maybe you have one random one-off, you know, beginner's luck or you happen to know someone who wants to sell or buy with you. Great, that's awesome. But then to really make that a career. You got to have a big picture plan, and the number one problem is sourcing clients. So unless you really have this network, like maybe Chrissy Teigen's agent, who clearly had a great network, or maybe you have rich parents, and you know, I think um, Josh Flagg on Million Dollar Listing it was from L.A. and his family's quite wealthy, and he had a great network. So in his case, that's a fabulous idea, and obviously it's working out for him very well. But yeah. Unless you have this special network of people or you have tons of money for marketing, how are you going to stand out from the sea of real estate agents? Oh my gosh. You really have idea. to think about that, you know, and it's a grind, man. And uh, think about being the client. If you were the client, would you pick an agent that's part-time that doesn't know much about real estate? Or are you going to pick the guy that's 100% all in everyday real estate? Yeah. You know, that's what I've been doing. That's what Jason's been doing. So no wonder Jason gets a lot of clients because he all day, everyday real estate he reads articles about it he knows every house on the street that's sold he can recite them back to you so uh that's the guy that i want to sell my house not the guy that's oh part-time
0: just doing this for fun
1: yeah right so think about the clients and if you were a client who would you go with so that's kind of how you have to treat it and um so that you really have to stand out and also if you're for example a seller right you want the maximum marketing for your project right? Like, you want to be in magazines, you want billboards, you want a huge traffic on the website. So are you going to go with the guy that doesn't have a website that doesn't have any money for marketing? Because you're going to pay the same commission either way. So you might as well go with the guy that has a huge marketing train going. Dang. That's all the stuff that you have to think about. Holy shit. So this is why we did the show because it's a huge marketing tool for us.
0: And I yeah, I bet y'all are just even killing it even more now. Yeah, you get a lot of inquiries. Not a, not everyone's real, right? I imagine you're probably getting inquiries that are just like, you're not very nice. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, oh, they'll, they'll try to trick me on an email
1: like, interested
0: buyer. I'm
1: like, if you were an interested buyer, you would not be putting that in the subject line, but okay. And then they're just like, I want to buy the $75 million house. Also, you're a bitch. I'm
0: like, okay, (laughs) that really hurts. hurts." Well, Davina, this was super fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Shout out your social media where someone could write an inquiry that's legit. At Davina Potratz, D-A-V-I-N-A-P-O-T-R-A-T-Z. If you write anything negative, you're gone. You are. Bye-bye. So keep it peaceful.
1: (laughs) we have hardcore fans too that come in there sometimes before we see and they go off so get ready <laughs> or christine might come after you just to act with you well
0: just keep your head up it's gonna be all right can't wait for a season what are we four five i don't even know Four. yeah probably four and five that's gonna be back to back is my guess if if we get it so oh please you guys all like <laughs> Everyone, it just exploded this season, too. I don't know if it was because it was like the pandemic and everyone's at home and watching the show, but like this was a big explosion this season.
1: But everybody stepped it up, right? So I was like, oh, oh, you don't like condos? How do you like a $75 million house? I'll give you. You know what I mean? Don't I'll mess give with you
0: me. A, <laughs> I'll give you a seller that'll play it up and I'll give you a $75 million house. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, well, thank you. I You have probably have a tour of interviews, so I appreciate it and uh, so much. have a good day. Bye, Hen. Bye.